Hello and welcome to Trust Issues, the podcast where we're tracking the first 100 days of Liz Truss's premiership. We are now about 40 days in, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the beginning, we joked about whether we get to 100. Now, 50? I'm not sure we're going to get to 41. Really? Well, we'll get to that later. Um, last night was a very dramatic one in Parliament. There's a lot to run through. Um, we released a video this morning on the TLDR UK channel um, where we ran through the timeline kind of up until yesterday because that's how animation works. We couldn't do it live. Um, but a lot has happened since then. So we wanted to make this video as kind of an accompaniment to that one to continue the timeline and kind of outline what's happened since. So to catch anyone up who's not been following in great detail, yesterday there was... A lot of contention surrounding, and this is kind of ludicrous, whether parliamentary control ought to be handed over to Labour on the issue of fracking. Now, that is confusing, but that is confusing because it's confusing, not because of anything else. So essentially, Labour wanted to introduce new legislation which would outlaw fracking, which is controversial within both the Labour Party and the Conservative Party. In fact, it was in the Conservative Party's manifesto in 2019 that they wanted to stop fracking. Liz Truss has kind of changed her mind on that. She's more pro-frack, um, <laughs> if you want to put it like that. Um, but Labour wants to take control and essentially say, we want a discussion about fracking. So the Conservatives yesterday said, OK, we'll have a vote on whether Labour should be allowed to start a conversation about fracking in the House of Commons. Exactly. This wasn't a vote on fracking. This was a vote about a conversation on fracking. So they introduced this vote. They said it will be happening this afternoon, evening. Um, and that seemed like, OK, fairly normal. However, it eventually ended up becoming a confidence vote. Does one of you two want to take it from there on what confidence votes are and how it ended up becoming a confidence vote rather than a prelude to a conversation about fracking? Shall I explain how it became a confidence yeah, vote? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. What a confidence yeah. vote, all the implications. So it became a confidence vote because while, as you've made clear, it wasn't actually a vote on fracking, mm -hmm. the vote was associated with fracking. And as you mentioned, a lot of Tory MPs don't like fracking. And more importantly, a lot of con Tory MPs' constituents yes. don't like fracking. So basically, every Tory MP in a constituency where fracking could happen doesn't like fracking because their constituents hate it. You know, if you And disproportionately, the places where fracking is going to happen yeah. are more Tory seats. Yeah, they're the countryside. Rural, yeah, yeah, leafy green sort of that sort of thing. Um, so a lot of Tory MPs don't like it, which is why they said, even though it's only associated with fracking, not fracking, I can't vote for this. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't go back to my constituents and have the Labour Party use that attack line on me. You know, I voted for fracking. Yeah. So a couple of Tory MPs said we're not going to vote for this. The Trust government decided that this was politically unpalatable. They couldn't not even not lose the vote they couldn't have that many Tory MPs voting in favor of the Labour Party taking control of the order paper or even abstaining mm -hmm. on that matter so the trust government in, in what's essentially like in a game of poker going all in you know yeah. went okay fine this is a confidence issue so yeah. if you're if you vote against us you're essentially expressing no confidence in the government and typically that means you lose the whip you, you're no longer a member of the Conservative Party which is understandably huge yeah huge news yeah anyway. so 
So outline a bit further then what a confidence vote is and what the implications would be for both the government and the individual MPs of their decisions. So the idea with the confidence vote, as Zach sort of alluded to, is the um, it's demonstrating that the, the government has the confidence of the House, that mm -hmm. it's able to get its business through the House. Yeah. So there's been speculation, you know, we've speculated in the last couple of podcasts about the fact that Liz Truss doesn't have that much confidence in her as a Prime Minister. Yeah. So she was sort of you know she wanted to try and impose this this confidence vote to try and bully some MPs into voting with the government mm -hmm. but also you know this would then as a byproduct of that demonstrate that Liz Truss can get her business through yes. the implication being that if the government loses that it shows mm -hmm. they don't have confidence and that we then spiral into other matters you know if, if, if the government doesn't have confidence then there's talk about general elections about the government falling etc 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 for individual MPs what that means is that the you know they'll have the whip withdrawn if they don't vote with the government yeah and what that means is they no longer have the support of their party mm -hmm. so they won't have the financial support if there's an election they don't get whip the, the whole reason it's called having the whip withdrawn is because the conservative whips don't have any control over them anymore they don't yeah. get the support that they no longer sit as a conservative mp they sit as an independent and the conservatives choose another candidate for their constituency yeah um, so it's basically the worst form of punishment a, um, a government can use against its own MPs. In reality, you're not only being kicked out of the party, you're kind of being kicked out as an MP because yeah, pretty much, you're yeah. very unlikely to win as an independent unless you've got huge presence within your constituency. Yeah. There's got to be very limited examples of you coming out of but this alive. The reason that there is such harsh punish mm -hmm. punishment is because if it's a confidence vote, you're voting, you know, on whether the the government can continue governing. Yeah. Because if they lose, the the expect the expectation is is that they that they call an election and, and that the, the the government no longer can function in the house. Yeah. So the reason that they impose such harsh punishment is because it's such a serious matter. So this confidence vote was attached to a seemingly semi irrelevant conversation here. This this wasn't a huge defining part of her legislation. There's been other more contentious things that this vote could have been attached to around the budget, around all these kind of things. But it was attached to this, the initiation of conversation about fracking. And this ended up blowing up as a major issue because they didn't want their own MPs voting against them. So they said, hey, this is a confidence vote. There's big yeah. consequences. You have to vote with us. And the hope was that they would vote with them, that it would all go smoothly. You get every conservative MP saying, no, Labour, you can't talk about fracking. You guys shut up about that fracking. And then um, <laughs> and then they could say, hey, look, they're all on our side. Everyone's with us. It's amazing yeah. that you can quote the whips just off the top of your head. It is. It's, it's almost as if I was in the room. Yeah. Um, so as the afternoon went on, things started looking more shaky. It was a confidence vote. They had these really high kind of pressure threats against uh, MPs. But things didn't necessarily go well. Do you want to go through what MPs were saying in the afternoon, at least the more rebellious ones? Yeah, so you're right. So that's exactly what happened. They threatened a confidence vote. Mm -hmm. um, and at least two MPs, I'm not sure if there were any more than that. I don't know if you saw, but at least two mm -hmm. Conservative MPs said, I'm still not voting with the government. Yeah. And returning to the poker analogy, you know, that's equivalent to the MPs calling Truss's bluff. You know, yeah. she's gone all in and they're going, I'm still, I'm going to match you there. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get to the vote itself or we get to the debate preceding the vote. Yeah. Um, the vote was due at 7 p.m. So this debate is sort of like 6 p.m.-ish. And Graham Stewart, the climate minister who is representing the government in the House of Commons, was asked by a Conservative MP, you know, is this a confidence vote? And, and everyone expected him to just say yes. The yeah. government has made it clear that it is. Liz Truss said it is. Um, but he stood up and said, of course, this is not a confidence issue. 
and this obviously created a bit of ambiguity mm -hmm. um and then so another conservative mp stood up and said so does that mean we'll have the whip withdrawn which is usually implied by the competence issue yeah and he couldn't answer that so he couldn't say whether or not they get the whip withdrawn and this you know predictably created a fair bit of ambiguity about whether or not this was a confidence issue mm -hmm. and i think the best way to read this here there's still some dispute over what happened exactly but the best way to read this here is that Truss realised that a couple of MPs were still going to vote against her on the yeah. competence issue, and she realised that she didn't have the political power to face that. So, you know, if, if a couple of Conservative MPs essentially expressed no confidence in Truss, she's already teetering. She yeah. thought she'd probably collapse. So she thought, oh, God, I've got to make sure, I'm, mm -hmm. I take it back, fine. You know, yeah. I take back my money from the poker table. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and then... It, it's also kind of understandable why these MPs would be making these calls at this point they're aware that the direction the party's headed, the next election's not going to be pretty. No. And these attack, even if they're still running, the attack lines against them around fracking are going to be really damaging in local yeah. constituencies. And with national trends moving, they're unlikely to win, regain their seats anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the risk here? Normally the risk is there'll be a new conservative in your spot and you'll be kicked out. And it's like, well, I'm going to be kicked out anyway. Like, yeah. The, well, the, the interesting thing here is that, um, they, that although she might have pulled back on the, the confidence vote. She never made that clear. No. So the, mm -hmm. the Tory MPs were sat in the chamber. Graeme Stewart made that, that statement about the confidence vote moments before seven yeah. o'clock, before the vote was called. Then the, the division you know, the division lobby opened. Yeah. The, the MPs filtered out of the House of Commons chamber to go and actually vote. And they still still, didn't, unsure. still unsure about whether it's confidence vote, which is really important because if you're a Conservative MP mm -hmm. and you are opposed to fracking, yeah. you don't know what the, the balance, do, you know, do you vote with, to give Labour control to start yeah. this conversation, um, fearing that you might lose your job, or do you, you know, maybe you're not going to lose your job, yeah. so maybe you do. It's the, the actual balance of what you do in that situation, it, they, they can't make a rational decision on, on what the best thing to do is. Um, so they sort of filtered out and then there were the whips sort of there and then we get into all sorts of the chaos. Yeah, so the MPs went out entirely unclear really as to whether they were allowed to vote against, whether they wanted to vote against. They were headed to the chambers and at least according to Chris Bryan after the event and other MPs and apparently there's photos, etc. Things got a little heated in the lobbies. So especially for international viewers, when we're talking about people voting, when we're talking about lobbies, we are talking about a physical situation yeah. here. They're voting yes or no by literally walking through corridors, the lobbies. This isn't a case of ticking a box, pushing a button. They are physically walking to different rooms and their presence is being counted. So what was happening as they were walking through these rooms so, or approaching the rooms? So just to give you an idea, there's the chamber in the middle. Mm -hmm. They all start filtering out to go and vote. Tory MPs are unclear whether it's a confidence vote. Mm -hmm. On one side of the, the House of Commons chamber is a no lobby. On yep. the other side is a yes lobby. So you sort of filter around, you decide which way you want to go. Now, as you say, according to Chris Bryant, he said this after the event, the Conservative MPs filtered out, the, the whips turn up, the whips' mm -hmm. job are to in, uh, um, enforce party discipline to make people vote a certain way. Yeah. Um, they had, the, the chief whip, the deputy chief whip, had resigned moments yeah. before the vote had actually happened. So MPs were sort of going up to the mask them how to vote, and they were saying, I'm not the chief whip anymore, I've yeah. just resigned. The Allegedly, one of them junior. going through the corridor shouting, I don't f care anymore. Yes, yeah. the, that yeah. was the so, deputy chief. Yeah. Whip. yeah, this isn't just, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, the, this they, is, they, they are, <laughs> this seriously. Massive. Yeah. But, but just to be clear, the, the whipping operation in the Conservative Party isn't just the chief and the deputy mm -hmm. chief whip. They have junior whips who have 
um, who, who are given sort of a number of like maybe eight or nine MPs yeah. that they sort of look after to try and talk to them, encourage them to vote a certain way. They hadn't resigned. Yeah. So they were still trying were still to sort of about. trying to, to get people to vote a certain way. And from what we heard last night, I think they were under the impression that it still was maybe a confidence vote. Yeah. So they were Whipping being quite, quite, quite forceful. Yeah. So, they, so Chris Bryant had claimed that there was bullying, maybe physically moving um, Tory MPs into the no lobby to say no we don't want Labour yeah. to have control of the timetable uh, uh, you know bull actual bullying taking mm. place all of this Jacob Rees-Mogg has been implicated and yeah. he, uh, Chris Martin said that he was in some way involved in this um, and yeah the, the so that had all happened the mm. government did win the vote Liz Truss was apparently there there was some speculation that she didn't vote and then it turned out that she she had voted okay. I think this was just a quirk of the count how the counting yeah. works mm -hmm. so she did actually vote but there was a number of conservatives that just didn't turn up to vote there was uh, 32 yeah. so before we run through the results itself I think that whole bullying situation I mean it's called whipping which sounds yeah. kind of inherently violent but this is totally different from things you would ordinarily see. Yeah. Yeah. People are calling out examples of when similar things have happened before, and we're not necessarily saying this has never happened before, but it's certainly incredibly rare, and to some extent undermines, not saying undermines democracy is maybe a little grandiose, no, I think but the whole point uh, of representative is. democracy is that you're electing yeah. someone who will vote on your behalf, and when that person is maybe being physically manhandled to change their vote, Sure, there's whipping, there's encouraging, we'll take away whatever, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is fundamentally so different. I think the modern whipping operation nowadays is very much to do with trying to persuade, convince, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there is an element of, of saying, you know, maybe being a bit more forceful with language or things mm -hmm. like that, but it's mainly just an argument. It's trying yeah. to convince someone to vote a certain way with the government, yeah. trying to make clear that your responsibilities are to the government as well. If you don't vote a certain way, this might reflect badly on the government. It's a, it's a lot to do with trying to just persuade yeah. MPs to vote a certain which way. Which is reasonable. And when it, which is reasonable. And when you have a party and you're trying to hold that together, you yeah. do need people to try and convince people to vote with the government. That's reasonable. But as you say, when you get into accusations of bullying and physical force, and especially on a, on a vote that was seen beforehand as quite important, especially to do with the prime minister's mm -hmm. authority if you're physically moving people into lobbies to vote with you you've, you've crossed you've crossed quite a big line yeah so they did that allegedly mm. i don't even know if it's alleged there's photos but investigations will take place my have voice we seen on this the photos yes. chris Bryan released a photo oh did he yes oh okay i'm it sure actually show that much to be honest but i'm sure there'll be more discussion it's a conversation i'm sure we'll loop back to in other videos podcasts whatever the results came in. The Conservatives did win the vote. The government did win uh, by 94 votes. So not that close in the end. I mean, helped by this kind of ambiguity around whether it's confidence or not. But even still, I mean, 94 votes is a decent majority, but the Conservatives have a huge majority in Parliament. Yeah. Like, that is still closer than it could have been, and it does leave 32 Conservatives not voting at all. So no one voted against the government. Uh, they kind of all obeyed that. Um, but 32 people didn't vote, which, as you said earlier, is enough ordinarily to have the whip removed in a confidence vote. Now, again, was it a confidence vote? Kind of, who knows still. But who are the 32 people? Are there any, is there anyone notable in there or is it just a bunch of local MPs who are upset about fracking? So there's, there's MPs from all, all over the, the yeah. sort of different wings of the Conservative Party. So we have Greg Clark, mm -hmm. uh, so Jeffrey Cox, who sort of goes back to the Theresa May um, days, David Davis, yeah. Nadine Dorries, yes. um, <laughs> Boris Johnson, yeah. another former Prime Minister, Theresa May, Kwasi Kwarteng, so yeah. resigned last week and is already causing problems. <laughs> Alok Sharma, uh, Ben Wallace, and William Ragg. William Ragg is actually on the 1922 committee as well. Interesting. Um, you know, they're all from different sort of 
parts of the Conservative Party then that, that they represent different different factions and yeah yeah it's 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 not it's not like there was one unified movement to not vote it seems like there was sort of a you know different people from all over it sounds like it was chaos all yeah, of absolute, it <laughs> absolute chaos yeah so government won this was meant to show unity and confidence in the government i think it profoundly hasn't i mean it does mean that labor won't get this opportunity to talk about fracking which i guess yeah. It's a disappointment for them and people who care about kind I of think environmental be, causes. Labour pretty happy but I think, Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I think they'll be upset that fracking wasn't brought up, but in their list of priorities, I don't want to besmirch their environmental credentials, but I think Labour care about some other things more than yeah. this actual so conversation just, about fracking. One kind of thread that we kind of got lost in the mix is we're saying that the Chief Whip and Deputy Chief Whip both resigned before the vote. They then unresigned, which I didn't know was a thing you could do. But do we know any more about that, or is that still kind of up in the air? What actually happened? I think you're. We don't yeah. know. They they've apparently unresigned. Number ten claims they unresigned, um, and shouting, "I don't f care anymore." I don't know if it's an official resignation. <laughs> it gives resignation vibes. I don't know if it really counts as handing in your form, but. I do yeah. like that there's probably a lot of people across the country who want to resign, who really want to be able to say something like that. And yeah. they've managed yeah. to say that and somehow still keep their job. It's, there's a lot of ambiguity about, I mean, you're, you're right, there's ambiguity about which ministers are still ministers. Mm -hmm. There's also ambiguity still about whether or not it was a confidence vote. So yes. this gives you, again, pretty pretty chaotic vibes. At 1.30am, number 10 sent a WhatsApp group, a WhatsApp text to all Tory MPs saying this was indeed a confidence issue and that people who abstained would be punished accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, and then this morning, again, this is all, we're recording this in the morning, so this is all subject to change. Yeah. Um, I think it was an environment minister was on the airwaves saying, no, this was not a confidence issue. So, you know, Liz Truss sending out desperate texts at 1.30 a.m. and yeah. then sending her mates out to say, I take it back. It's giving off very, very chaotic vibes. And no one really knows whether or not it was a confidence issue. I think at the end of the day, uh, whatever number 10 claims about that vote, the political reality is that trust does not have the political capital to fire 32 conservative MPs. Especially considering listening to the list. Yeah. I mean, they might not be ministers, many of them, if any of them, mm. but they're certainly really high profile people. If she kicks out two former prime ministers, her chancellor up until last week, like yeah, a, a bunch of, of other high profile committee. people. Yeah, that's wild. Like, mm. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Johnson kicked out a bunch of people, but not this high profile, not, not this Can many. You, yeah, exactly. The Nadine Dorries would kill her in, his, in her sleep <laughs> if she kicked out Johnson. <laughs> I know, She'd be kicked out too, though. Yeah, I know in the true. last episode you you talked about this sort of like um, decision tree of shit, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like her options now are either pick <laughs> out thirty two yeah. conservative MPs, which she just you know would demon. You know, she can't do. She yeah. physically can't do that. The the other option though is to let them remain in, yeah. having said that it's a confidence vote, which almost sets the precedent that you can vote against the government on a yeah. confidence or you can sorry abstain on a confidence vote yeah. and keep the whip like you're diminishing or she can pretend it again. wasn't a confidence vote which again mm. undermines her credibility because she literally said it if you like, put, yeah exactly there if is then backtracking on that yeah. it's just all awful it's just all every decision she, she could make here is awful what decision do you think she is going to make and what do you think the implications of that are I think she's inevitably going to say it wasn't a confidence vote okay to try I, I think, weasel, weasel tactics yeah but I think insofar as she really has a choice like yeah. I think at this point it's just so clear not just to the 1922 committee who are what matters in this situation mm -hmm. but also to parliament and to the general public that she doesn't command the support of the house yeah. or a majority of Tory MPs and I think that today 
maybe latest tomorrow, the 22 committee are going to find a way to get rid of her. Mm -hmm. So whatever she says is sort of by the by. It's slightly redundant. She's, she has to go after this. I mean, it is amazing how every time she seems to stand up for something she believes in, like she likes fracking, mm -hmm. it just all goes terribly. And she's told you can't do that. It is a, every time she stands up. Well, <laughs> that yeah, is also yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. We should talk, if we have time, do we have, do you want to, you've got a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Oh, of minutes. thank you. Very kind. Um, I think the only thing, and Ben actually knows more about this than I do, but the only thing that's, that's interesting here is once they get rid of her, mm -hmm. there is consensus amongst Tory MPs that they can't do a membership vote, as yes. they did last time around. But then that means that they, a majority of Tory MPs have to express their support for some other candidate. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. And I, I don't know if there is an obvious candidate. I mean, there's a lot of talk about a Sunak Mordant mm -hmm. um, double act, but they haven't explicitly said they'll agree to that. And then if they don't run together, you know, is there a majority in favour of Sunak? Is there a majority in favour of Mordant? Is there a majority in favour of Johnson or maybe Suella Bravman? I mean, there's not. But my point is more that yeah. without a clear majority. We're going to end up with, with a coalition of chaos of Conservative leaders. <laughs> We're going to end up with like a weird amalgam of former prime ministers and Theresa May chuck her in there too. <laughs> there, there was a lot of talk in the last few days about obviously um, Rishi, maybe Penny Morden, maybe Boris Johnson. But then I think yesterday I saw quite a lot of um, um, journalists sort of saying that the, the Johnson faction wouldn't allow Sunak to mm. come back. The Sunak faction wouldn't allow Johnson to come back. Yeah. So that, and that the Braverman faction doesn't exist. Well, mm. it does. There definitely is a, 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 a constituency within the parliamentary party for Braverman. The far yeah. right will be backing behind Braverman. Yeah. That's what she's been positioning herself for All the last couple of, of weeks. Them. Yeah. Isn't no, just, there's, I think there's a more than you think. There's more than you think, but there's clearly not enough. But it could be enough to stymie a majority. Yes, you know, it, absolutely. It could be a sort of like 2010 when you have a couple of Lib mm. Dems in the middle. Yeah. And that means we have to go for a coalition. And but the yeah, so I, I was basically going to ask you, Ben, what happens if they can't find a majority for one candidate? Do you know what happens? Is that a general election? I mean, it, it, that is the only way I can see that being resolved. I think if, if there's no candidate that they can then present to the king to yeah, exactly. become to become prime minister, because the the, the the ultimately the king invites the leader of the party to if they can't decide on a leader of the party, he then has to try and find someone who he believes can command confidence in the house. Yeah. If he doesn't believe that that's the case, then his only option is to dissolve parliament. Really. Which would be wild. Which would the be a general election. Involved. Mm. He's general barely election. been there ten minutes. He's not even been coronated yet, and he's already dealing with all this. Yeah. Well, just because he isn't yet, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Ah, he, he's, you're right. It's a very real possibility. He's shining yeah. his shoes, ready for it. He's ready for yeah. a big announcement. I just, I, I'm starting to because last week. I mean, we've done the last couple of episodes, it seems to be trust is going to go and they'll just choose another leader. Yeah. You are right. The more we think about this and the more you actually look at the state of the Conservative Party currently, yeah. it's becoming unbelievable that they'd be able to all agree on a candidate. And if they can't agree on a candidate, the only thing that can happen at that point, if they can't present an alter, you know, a prime minister mm. to the king, is a general election. Can you Even imagine that? Imagine how bad the general election would be for the Tories. I mean, it's literally like yeah. giving the public a revolver and saying, put us out of our misery. <laughs> like, it's appalling. But that's it. That's, that's, that, that is where we're at now. It's, it's sort of watching this in slow motion. And all I can think is, who is this just, they need to Same. be out of their misery. That's like, why I asked you. I thought, you have a, I thought you'd be able to tell me. Yeah. I think this well, also does just bring to light yet again, in a lot of these situations, there's not a clear answer. For yeah. good or bad, this is how our political system works. We don't have the kind of built-in controls and mechanisms that a lot of countries do. We have protocols, we have understandings, whatever. And I don't know if other countries would be able to handle this either, but it's hard to imagine that under a more kind of American system, which clearly has its own issues, they've got much more of a formula of 
help this person's here until then and then this yeah. and then it goes to the vice president like we just aren't there's there's no process here. we just have like, please king sort it out yeah <laughs> one other very quick thing just as another possibility i think is that they get rid of trust and they can't present a unity candidate mm. i reckon what could happen is you just see a number of, of um tory mps just standing not wanting a leadership election almost expecting them to be the only so maybe sunak standing expecting himself to be the only candidate someone else standing as sure. well and we just sort of default into another tory leadership election Oh, we just bring, we're talking about bringing people back. Just get like John Major in. Which just would get, be, just get some. Which would be old awful bloke. if there's another leadership election. But I almost feel like it might. Def if they can't rally around one person, multiple people are going to stand, and we sort of default yeah. into one. Which, but I think that's constitutionally an ambiguous position because they haven't expressed. Normally, in a leadership election, the prime minister is leader until the new leader is elected, and mm -hmm. if trust will be doesn't command the support of the house, so yeah. it's implausible really to claim that she's still prime minister once Sunak has essentially declared his candidacy. Sure. So, what happens? You know, it, do we have a prime minister at that point? And then you put the king yeah. in a really difficult position. Because, yeah. We had a bad situation over the summer when there was a lot to deal with, cost of living wise, whatever, and Johnson was kind of a lamed up prime minister through all of that. Yeah. But at least he had some authority. And to he do was something. clearly the prime minister. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if Truss goes out after this, she's no, she's no longer the prime. She's basically no, no longer the prime minister already. No. It's, it's an. It's an absolute. I just. They've got big old trust issues. I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. The, camera. the last thing I think is really interesting. It's a really cool article. I can't remember who it's by. That's doing the rounds at the moment. Um, but the, a lot of the time, this, this, if this were to happen, it would put the king in a very difficult position sure. constitutionally. And we've sort of not worried about that too much over the last 80 years because obviously the queen was... Yeah, so exactly. wary of getting involved in politics. And you sort of knew what she was going to do. She was going to sort of take the path of least resistance, try and leave it up to Parliament as much as possible. You don't know if the king is similarly sure. inclined. He might be more an act, a more active constitutional monarch. Um, and no one really knows, and this is the, the first test. So I think yeah. that we're all treating this quite sort of... I mean, obviously, it's chaos and terrible, mm -hmm. but this could... Yeah, depending on how Charles reacts, this could mark a significant yeah. redrawing of our code of the constitution. Well, he's, he's a big environmentalist. So maybe we'll just appoint Caroline Lucas just <laughs> straight up. He won't. The coronation no one expected. <laughs> okay, that's all we have time for today. We can say we don't know in as many ways as we like, yeah. but we still don't know. No one knows. And realistically, we'll be back before we know it. And I think ultimately, we were concerned that this podcast would die with, with trust. But I think as we've outlined the trust issues continue like it, it might not be trust that's causing the issues directly anymore but the aftermath of this and the continuation of this is clearly a while off yeah. so while we do start need thinking of while we do need to start thinking about some new punny names i think trust issues will serve us for a little bit longer we just gotta see whether she's still prime minister by the next episode bets yes or no no strong no uh, also no i'm gonna I actually don't think so. We'll see you then.